Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn and has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello and welcome to Still Got Legs, a Doctor Who rewatch podcast brought to you by Another Happy Studios. It's old enemies in old New York with some new ideas. This is Daleks in Manhattan. Hello everyone, welcome to Still Got Legs, the only Doctor Who podcast in the world. It's the only one that exists. Don't go for listening to any others, please stay here. Um, my name is Nathan, I'm joined by Lawrence. Hello. Hello, how are you today, good Exhausted, sir? Exhausted, Lawrence. <laughs> Exhausted, because I just spent three hours watching you try to fix a microphone. It's true, that did happen. The vibes are down. We, we need to be lifted up yeah in spirit uh so today we're talking about daleks in manhattan like i just said it is series three uh obviously episode four it is directed by james strong and written by helen rayner notable because this is the first female writer uh the doctor who in the revival era anyway has had i don't know about classic who but probably not um <laughs> yeah would it, if it yeah i don't imagine that was going to be no, yeah something that was happening uh but the first female writer in uh the revival era and uh up until 2018 at least anyway up until jody Wicker started one of only four women writers over the entire series are you serious yes i am oh my god yes. <laughs> that is terrible yeah it's not great. I was genuinely, my response, I was waiting for you to stop talking so I could say that I was amazed it took until series three. Yeah. But to hear that what, one in four until 2018. Yeah. Yeah. I think it did get more more diverse um, after 2018, thankfully. Um, but yeah, look. Jesus Christ. That's so bad. <laughs> not, yeah. Not not great. And I'm just looking at the list of um, writers for the for the upcoming episodes and it's just... It's like the same three dudes all the time. It's just, 
It's just Russell, Stephen, Chris is occasionally there. What about Mark? Mark is there probably as well. Uh, he's there once or twice. He's there, he's yeah. there literally once, actually, from what I can see. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fucking hell. That, that's genuine. That's actually... I'd like to say I'm surprised, but I'm I'm probably not. But it is shocking to hear that. That is awful. Yeah, yeah. Um, directors, I I had a similar issue as well. Though there was, there's not been many female directors in Doctor Who, which is interesting because probably one of the best directors Doctor Who has ever had is uh, a female director, Rachel Talele. Uh, my yeah. personal favorite female director, my, my f- favorite director for Doctor Who, um, but. But yeah. What's what episodes has she done? I've heard her name quite a lot. Uh, a lot, of, a lot of more, more towards like the end of the Moffat era, like Heaven Sent, Hellbent, um, uh, World Enough and Time. Just like a lot of big episodes. I think she directed the first of the 60th anniversary as well. So oh, okay, yeah. Oh, sick. Oh, I'm, I'm glad that's coming up. But we have to wait until we can be inclusive on this podcast. Apparently, yeah. So great. Um, where are we? Where, where do we? We're in 1930s New York, I believe. Lawrence, it's 1930. We're in New York City. Um, they've taken a bit of a detour, although we don't know that because they deleted the scene where they tell us they're taking a bit of a detour, and they've okay. arrived uh, at, I believe, it's Ellis Island. Is that where the Statue of Liberty is? Ellis Island. Genuinely, the only thing I know is that it's in Manhattan, and that's it. Well, it's not. It's in New York. It's not in Manhattan. It's in New York. If it was in Manhattan, it would be like slap bang on the fucking the landmass. I know that I had to, when I went to New York. They said, "Do you want to go and see the Empire State Building?" Yes. And I was in. I was in like I can't remember where I was, but I knew I'd have to get a boat to go and actually see the Empire. Not the Empire yeah. State Building. Sorry, the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, "No, I can see it from here. I don't want to get on a boat." The best way to see the uh, the Statue of Liberty, it's a little trick that literally everyone knows, is that um, you get the Staten Island ferry because it's free and it goes right past the um, the statue. Oh, so you can kind of what bypass all the admission fees and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So you don't you don't go to the island itself. You don't go there, but then you're just like looking at it from below and shit. So it's not that great. Um, but yeah, you, you can't get this. you can't go up it though, can you? You can go up it, it yeah. Yeah. What is there like stairs and stuff inside? Yeah, in Spider Man? They go up it. Which which Spider Man do they go up it in? No way home. There's three Spider Men. They're like, hello, we're on the Empire State Building. It's Captain America now. Oh yes. Yeah. Well there we are then. But they're Spider Man. They can swing. Speaking of Spider Man. Yeah. Um no. Um <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you can you can go up it though. There's stairs inside it and stuff. Or or shit. I don't know. I've never been. Where'd you come out? Did you come out like in the crown? Yeah, literally. Okay, I was joking. That's great. <laughs> yeah, literally, you do. Yeah. There, <laughs> I, I don't know if it's open, but there was at least some point a viewing platform. And I think there used to be a hotel room in the torch, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe I'm making that up. But I remember he- hearing or reading something about that. Would you stay in that? Yeah, that'd be cool. I wouldn't pay to stay in that, but I'd st- <laughs> if it was offered to me, then yeah. Okay. I'd imagine it'd be slightly scary and like feel weirdly at an angle. Why? I don't know. Just because it like it's at an angle, isn't it? She's holding the torch up. It's not at an angle. I don't know. I don't know if I trust that. <laughs> She's holding it up. Are you telling me you like... don't trust the Lady of Liberty herself? 
I trust her. It's the room inside her torch I'm not too keen on. Does that make her a landlord? No, she would never. Nathan, the horror vibes are back in Doctor Who. Okay. Have they have they been gone? Have we had a horror scene in a while? Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think if there was something to do with the Carrionites, with the, the with the creepy makeup stuff, but I can't think of anything. No, I don't know. Anyway, what are you getting back. at anyway? The pig. The pig runs at the camera. There's a squeal. It's cut out. There's a pig running past the doorway, all spooky, while Laszlo is backstage. Scary. Yeah, the horror vibes are back. Um, I can't remember the last time we had some horror in Doctor Who, if I'm being completely honest with you. Um, I don't think we've had any this series, necessarily. Um, but it's, it's always... It, it's not real horror, though, is it? It's No. I'm not here scared. <laughs> no, but like, for, imagine for kids. It's like plastic horror, isn't it? It's just the illusion of this is a bit of a spooky scene kind of thing. Yeah, maybe. I'll tell you what is good, though. Right off the bat, we've got Tallulah and Laszlo. This is what you should have opened with, not this fucking pig crap that you're on about. Um, Tallulah and Laszlo, just a very sweet couple, right off the bat. Mm. I like her... Um, is it? Is it a fake accent? Yes, she is British. She as is. is literally everyone. Okay, yeah. wow. <laughs> I don't know if like I admire the commitment to the over-exaggerated kind of New Yorker voice from the 30s or not. Um, but it works for Tallulah. I like Tallulah a lot, and I think her relationship with Laszlo is very sweet. I, I like Tallulah a lot as well, and I, I think it's almost a shame that uh, another certain actor in this episode has gone on to incredible stardom where this actress has not because however two performances we get this one is definitely the better i think oh he's not he's not undeserving no he's it? not but Tallulah's more deserving i think Tallulah's great <laughs> it's um true. but but yeah there we are anyway um yeah we'll, we'll come back to Tallulah and and, and laszlo as their stories develop throughout the episodes but yes, as I as I said, there is a deleted scene where the Doctor and Martha. I don't know if you're aware of this, but there is a deleted scene where the Doctor and Martha are in the TARDIS, and he's like, "Right, well, you're off home. See you later." And then he goes like, "Ah, oh, but maybe we can take a little detour if you know, go home the long way around, that sort of stuff." Okay. Um, and here they are, New York. That's why he even says like at one point, "Is uh, gonna extend our detour a little bit or something." That is like. I'm glad that that's deleted. That would have been tonal whiplash from the ending of last episode where the Doctor's like, let's open up and have an incredibly personal moment and then just going straight into the next episode. It's like, now go the fuck home, <laughs> basically. He's gotten changed. He has got his um, superior-looking oh, no. crisp blue suit on once again. What do you make of the blue suit with the brown coat? Looks good. Yeah? Looks so much better. Then a big brown coat and a big brown suit and just all this brown, beige, boring blandness in your face. <laughs> Any more B words there for your alliteration? Brunette hair. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's, you're not wrong, I guess. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, fair. Um, yeah, I'm glad that was deleted. That seems like That seems like a weird thing to want to include anyway. Like... The series is not sense. building to Martha going home. No, but it makes sense for because they do say like, "Oh, that's it, you're off home now," and then they're just, "Oh, and here we are on another adventure." Like, yeah, like it's like a, 
that would be like a continuation of the Doctor being like flip floppy on Martha, where I feel like he's, I don't know, has he mostly just, is this the point in the series where it's kind of just like Martha's here now, she's not having to go home anymore, the Doctor's not? No, because she does go home. It's the next one. We- Oh, it's when what, they the go Lazarus? home. Yeah, it's when they go home for the Lazarus experiment. That's when the main drops her off. But then there's mysteries afoot. I see. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll get to that. Um, we often talk about the budget and the production value of these things. Um, I know that this is not 1930s New York. It's almost definitely not even just modern day New York. Um, no, it's, it's not. No, it's. I remember I watching the Doctor Who Confidential episode on this and um some of the production crew went to new york to get some like shots and and location shots and everything like that but literally all of this is shot in cardiff yeah yeah and i feel like i feel and like it's you... and it's obvious because yeah. <laughs> there's you know big cgi sweeping backgrounds and green screens and everything and not just because it's 1930s and new york looks different but because like it's not New York. Even when they're just like stood in front of the Statue of Liberty, you're like, ah, oh, that's yeah, you're you're just in Cardiff. Yeah. Yeah. The hill that they land on, is it the same hill they always land on for any New York stuff? No, we just said it's Alice Alice Island or Liberty whatever the Statue of Liberty Island is on. But did they actually go there? They didn't go there to film that. No, I literally just, we just said this. No, I'm talking about that specific hill. No, I'm t- <laughs> that it's not a hill. It's a little hill. It's not. <laughs> it's a bit of a hill. It's not a hill. <laughs> it's the island that statue of the Statue of Liberty is on. It's very flat. It, it seemed like a hill. It's not a hill. You're thinking of the hill in New Earth, which is an entirely different planet. Is that not an? Is that not a hill as well? Maybe. What is going on? I'm trying to ask, are they the same place? Is Have they just like repurposed that bank of grass and put a different background? Are you asking it? me where the exact location that this was shot was? No, because I'm just I'll be honest with you, Lawrence. locations are the same. I don't know. <laughs> I, I thought you might have done. Why would I know if that one shot they filmed that one episode on is the same as this one? Because it, you might you were watching Confidential. It, it might have they might have said it. I don't know. <laughs> oh fuck you know. <laughs> no, it's not the same. Okay. Maybe it is. I don't know. To be honest, really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> I didn't mean for this to be a big talking. <laughs> we're having a massive fucking fucking investigation into where this one thirty second establishing <laughs> scene was shot because it is crucial. To this podcast, apparently. This is the detail we bring. This is why we're a cut above the other Doctor Who podcasts. That's all I'll say. Um, All right, we get to Hooverville. What I was saying was, I just think that the production value, like, although it is obviously limited and you can tell we're not where we're supposed to be, um, it's good. There's, like, enough grubby tents around that you you feel it. And, like, all the, the, like... um, like kind of behind the scenes show stuff like all the all the all the background like behind the theater stage all of those sets like they feel 1930s new york i feel it's very like lived in and believable world yeah yeah um, they do a good enough job i guess i yeah i was mostly just taken out of it by like the like big green screens and everything and because it's just yeah. a lot of 
look at that skyline behind us that isn't really there and stuff and oh let's just take a walk through this little park in cardiff and then we'll we'll put like the empire state in the background and stuff oh yeah they try and sell that park as like central park yeah, and I'm like, no it's, it's really not like if you've been <laughs> to central park you're like no way <laughs> yeah central park is lovely and like a very, like yeah it doesn't it doesn't even shoot the same like it looks no. grayer and murkier and <laughs> just nowhere near as nice yeah yeah it's it's very true um but what I like about uh, this scene where they go to Hoover Village, it's the good old-fashioned uh, educational Doctor Who, because I think this is where I learn about Hooverville, to be honest with you. Um, okay. And it does give you like a kind of good understanding of what it is, really, with the Wall Street crash and all that sort of stuff. It's it's quite interesting. Yeah, there's that there's that interesting bit of dialogue where like you kind of see it, it puts into perspective how hard the fucking like depression era and the crash was when he's like. Oh, I think you're the first doctor. We've had lawyers. We've had like all these other kind of high and mighty, good standing in society professions, and they're just like fighting over like half a loaf of bread. Well, and Lawrence, it's like what you're referring to there is the story of Solomon. <laughs> okay, wait is this a, is this a thing? It, educate me. What's going on? Are you are you not, are you not aware of Solomon, the the biblical <laughs> character of Solomon? I know this Solomon. Okay. <laughs> That's something. So Solomon uh, is a biblical character. It was a wise king. Like people would go to him for advice and that sort of yeah. stuff because he was said to be very old and very wise. And there's a famous story with Solomon. Um, and I've, I think that they must have put this exact scene in for either just some weird joke or just some... It's either a weird joke or it's just very, very on the nose and not at all subtle. Because the the story is that two women go to Solomon and they have a dispute that, like, they have a baby and they both claim mothership of the baby, okay? They're both right. like, this is my baby. But then the other one was like, no, this is my baby. I'm the baby's mother, okay? So King Solomon then says... Well then, the only way to solve this is we will cut the baby in half and each of you shall get a piece. And then, <laughs> no, but, but wait, but wait. <laughs> and, um, okay. and then one of the women goes, yeah, great, good plan. And then one goes, no, absolutely not. And then Solomon goes, ah, the baby is truly yours. You have the baby. Okay. Why was the other woman content with getting half a dead baby? Because it wasn't her baby. Then why go through this gambit of being like it is? Lawrence, like... if you're asking me to make sense of the Bible, that's a pretty <laughs> difficult task, okay? <laughs> yeah, that's... I mean, like, bread is not a baby, but that is very on the nose, then. I didn't know about this at all. Yeah. So there I don't you know are. if I like it. It doesn't feel clever. It just feels <laughs> like a weird addition now. <laughs> yeah. Um... I was I mean my next note was that I like Solomon. I'm not sure I do anymore. <laughs> that seems like a really weird thing to do. It's not um, his fault. He didn't write the Bible. No, it's true. Yeah. What a that's bizarre. That's genuinely thrown me. Um I do like Solomon though. I like the I like how he's kind of the <clears throat> I guess he's he's not like a self appointed leader, but he's like the person that I guess is like the most fitted and moral and just person to help these people it kind of seems um, like the scenario where like he would have just naturally become the leader over time mm. like no one ever said 
you're in charge, Solomon. You lead us. It's just kind of like he's helped and taken responsibility. I guess he's the one who's stepped up and people have just naturally followed and and said like, yeah, this guy seems cool. So yeah. So here people, we go. People like seem to respect him as well. Like people report to him his like word is law in like with the bread thing in for instance, like he makes a call and everyone's like, fair enough, I guess it is what it is. How um, can you not respect him? It's talented actor Hugh Qualshi. Great actor. What's he been in? What's the other stuff? Uh you'd probably know him from Star Wars. He's in Star Wars? He is in Star Wars. He um was Captain Panaka in Star Wars. For someone that doesn't know everything about Star Wars. Everyone knows Captain in... Panaka. I don't know Captain Panaka. He's one of the Naboo captains. One of the Naboo captains. Oh, in Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, and don't know if he's in Revenge of the Sith. I don't think so. He's like the main person for Queen Amidala, right? Yeah, yeah. Captain yeah, Panaka. okay, now I know him, yeah. Yeah. I think I know his name from the Lego game. I think that's where I've seen it most written down. Okay, well, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so moving away from Hooverville, we've got, like, the construction of the Empire State Building, which is, like, a big plot-relevant thing. <laughs> I was going to say, construction of the Empire State Building, which is a big building in New York. <laughs> Thank you for the context, Lawrence. <laughs> this big building. I wouldn't be wrong. It is a big building. It's not the biggest building. No, it was at one point. It's not anymore. That's in Dubai now, right? It's not even the biggest building in New York now. Fucking hell. What's the biggest building in New York? Probably World Trade Center now. Oh, no, right. it's... Um, <sighs> um, It might be... Because there's that new one, isn't there? That's like, like a weird shape and everyone hates it. In New York? Yes. What shape's it in? It, it goes up into like a kind of like a triangle sort of thing at the top. Um, um, well, like Shardesk? Sh yeah, but like flat on one side. Ugh. Yeah, like like half of the shard, I guess. Like, Imagine the oh, shard, but like cut directly in half. Like oh, God, that's terrible. Yeah, kind of like that. I don't even like the shard. I think the top of the shard is fucking ugly. Yeah, looks unfinished, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, yeah. like in in the skyline, sure, lovely. But like when you're looking at it up close, you're like, that that looks unsafe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not a fan. Um, but yeah, Mister Diagoras is leading the charge on the construction of the Empire State Building. Um, seemingly the only official person in charge of this enormous undertaking for <laughs> the city of New York, I yeah. guess. Uh, and I don't know why he, he seems like. A fucking mob boss or something. <laughs> and for some reason, he's in charge of the construction of the Empire State. Yeah. I, I don't know. Him, him and five guys built the entire Empire State Building. That's what I'm it seems like. Yeah. I don't know. It uh, seems strange. I do like. Um, he's a fun character, though. I like the because um, he has the 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 squabble with uh the the i guess like the the main guy on the construction crew like the boss of the construction guys um and and these two guys are just putting on great accents and having a bit of a, a bit of a scuffle about like the timeline of construction he needs it done we don't know why mr diagoras needs it done as early as he does but he needs something done tonight 
and that won't fly. So he has to speak to the bosses who are, quote, from out of town, <laughs> which is then, it's then suggested they might be Italians, which <laughs> it's just silly joke that I really enjoyed. Wait, what now? The, um, the, the, they're from the, what, what are they from out of town or something? Uh, oh, you could say that. What, like Italians? Italians are from out of town. They're from Italy. Yeah, I know. But That's out of I town. Just, I, just, I just found it very funny. Cause I know I'm watching Doctor <laughs> Who, the sci-fi show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he doesn't. Uh, and I, I enjoyed it. Are the Daleks summoned by the push of an elevator bell? You're jumping way ahead. Um, Eric Lauren, who plays Mr. Diagoras, is American. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, so I do apologise. Um, as is the actor who plays Laszlo. Um, but he, I, I believe Laszlo, yeah. Yeah, I believe Laszlo, but I think everyone else is British. Um, but but yeah, Mr. Diagoras is American. But he also seems to have quite an exaggerated American accent, though. Yeah, that's what I think. I think he's like, if he is American, great, but I feel like he's definitely still amping it up. Well, he is. There's, he's... I don't think IMDb is lying to me. What? No. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I guess he. I guess he actually is. But like, he's definitely putting it up to eleven. Whereas I think, Laszlo, they're, just, I feel like he's I think just they're just tweaking the more Italian American New York accent sort of thing. More the hey, come on, we're flat out of beer. Hey, forget about it. Hey, I'm walking. I'm building the New York City building. Hey, yo, hey, oh, hey. There's a lot of that. <laughs> One one of my notes said like, and I've wrote this phonetically, which is the line is basically there's so much like, come on, are you out of your mind? What are you trying to kill us? <laughs> it's very. It's when he tells them to like they put, to put the Dalek, Dalekanium or whatever on the mast, and they're like, hey oh hey, what's <laughs> like, hey oh come on. <laughs> there's just generic New York complaining noises, which is very fun. <laughs> Do you reckon they had lines in the script where it was just New York noises? Yeah, just. That's, what, script, that's yeah. what I would have written. Yeah, just vague <laughs> New York sounds. Yeah, <laughs> just fades out, and you can hear the last one being like, "I'm walking here." It just doesn't make any sense. I love the there. New York accent so much. It's so yeah. just, it's so broad and just like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just so like, I don't know. It's just fun to hear. There's something about that, like just. Hey, you fucking talk to me like that, you fucking piece of shit. I, I'll fucking kill you, man. That, that it's just it's great. New York's There's something a, both like threatening and endearing about yes, it. I guess. Yeah, exactly. New York is a great place. Um it stinks of piss and fish. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a lovely place to visit if you never have had the pleasure. <laughs> But it stinks. They don't the tell you the pleasure of piss and fish. They do not tell you how much it stinks, but it does. So just be ready. <laughs> well, I didn't. It didn't stink too bad when I was there. It did when I was there? Stinks. But... When did you? When did you go? Uh, Twenty eighteen. Uh, that explains it. Obama was the president when I was there. Uh, so under Trump's rule, it <laughs> somehow degenerated into a city of piss and fish. <laughs> Yeah, he gave off an aura okay. of the entirety of America for those four years. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so yeah, the Daleks are very interested in the construction of the Empire State Building. Are the Daleks back too soon? 
All right, so uh, first of all, what I want to just say to that just very quickly is I I personally think it's kind of a shame that this episode is called Daleks in Manhattan um, <laughs> because it's it's a, the Dalek reveal is actually a good reveal, but yeah. also the episode is called Daleks in Manhattan and we see that in the opening sequence. So it's like, oh, if, you, if you're just going into this blind, you're just watching it through, then you're just like, Oh, Daleks. Okay, I guess we'll see the Daleks yeah. in this episode at some point. Um, but but yeah, but the actual reveal where they're like, and the the door opens up and you see the Dalek there, it's a good reveal. Um, just spoiled by the title, unfortunately. Um, are the Daleks back too soon? It has been one, two, three, four, five episodes since we last yeah. saw them. So um, you could say, yes, it is entirely too soon um but hey here we are um i tweeted out um from the still got legs account uh still got legs pod on twitter if anyone has any thoughts on this episode and skate god who is at unstuck underscore owl said it's an episode in a difficult position with rumors about a contractual requirement to use daleks at least once a year i don't know what else they could have done without getting incredibly repetitive the mark, the makeup is technically great, even if lacking in execution. Um, so yeah, so there is a, I don't know if it's ever been confirmed, but there is a rumor that like the uh, estate of Terry Nation, they've got this contractual requirement that the Daleks need to appear at least once per season in Doctor Who, which does happen. I don't know. That's kind of that's if that is the thing, that's kind of lame because it it's always it, then it's always going to be a finale. Or like a middle part, which is never going to leave <laughs> enough space from the previous season. Um, yeah, I I just think it's, I don't know, because like the last time they were there, they like were the main cause that Rose is now no longer the companion, and the Doctor was devastated and heartbroken and furious. And I don't know, I I feel like there's something missing in the episode where the Daleks are back, but and the Doctor's as angry as he ever is to see the Daleks, but it doesn't. I feel like that pain doesn't carry over. He doesn't like carry over the Rose trauma, which I feel like is probably within his character to do so. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like they, the episode has enough going for it because they we haven't ever seen the Daleks in like 1930s New York, so there's enough window dressing elsewhere to make the episode work. But all in all, I just think it's a... Yeah, I don't know. I, it's the placement of it. I'd like this episode if it wasn't so so soon into the start of the series. So like you know hate this episode. No, I don't, I don't. I don't. I like this episode. I just think it comes too soon after like the Doctor's biggest loss of this the entire revival series this far. Consider this though. Mm. The series two finale had this is almost a year after that point. If you're watching in real time, I guess yeah. But I'm not watching. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's your fault, though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I don't see? know. Do, do you not see what I mean, though? I do, but also it's an entirely different season with a year's break in between. So, like, like yes, I see what you're saying if you're binging through it, but that's not how it was intended, though. True. Really. Um. I I think uh, the this whole thing about the the contractual agreement is dumb. 
And I think it limited Doctor Who and kind of put made the Daleks a bit stale, to be honest. Because there because there was that point in Doctor Who where it's like, fuck the Daleks again, really? Like it yeah. became a joke. Like it even say David Tennant even says in this episode, they always survive. Like the whole thing is, oh, the Daleks are gone forever. And it's like, all right, but like they keep coming back. <laughs> the Daleks have also been wiped out. Like we started off in series one with like, I am the last Dalek. I'm the last of my kind. And then, oh, there's a whole army of Daleks. And then there's, oh, there's these four Daleks who are the last. Oh, but they've got a whole army of Daleks inside the little box too. Um, and now these are the last four Daleks in existence. But we'll, there'll be another point down the line where there's like, oh, no, there's more. There's another army hidden. Away. There's so many hidden armies of Daleks in Doctor Who. It's bizarre. Uh, and then at some point, they're just like, yeah, they're just the Daleks are back now. They're just they're just here. So, so they're there just we go. Here. They're just causing trouble in their own corner of the universe. And yes. we'll, we'll touch in on them every once in a while. I've never broken it down like that. It very much is, they're gone forever, they're back. Now they're back with an army. Yes. Now there's one of them, then there's four of them, now there's yes. an army. It, it's, it's that very, over and over. It's very repetitive. It's very reuse, repeat, recycle, whatever. Um, I think it's Series 6. They get through most of Series 6 without a Dalek uh, in it. And it's only in the very last episode that there's like half a Dalek on a table which appears and the doctor gets some information from it and that's and that's the only appearance of a dalek in that series um just so. to meet just to meet that quote does I've, that count then I, it, it, I guess so i guess so so there we go there we go that is weird but series 11 has no daleks in it unless you count the new year's special which do we do we count that? It's difficult to say, but who knows? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I I, I I take your point though. I see like it, watching it when this came out, it wasn't intended to be like the Daleks are back immediately. Yeah. Um. It's just more that the case for watching it back years years later. Um. I. Uh. Yeah. So. Uh, the Daleks are doing, they're building some great experiment thing, but we don't know about that yet. Um, the Andrew Garfield is here. Yes, is Andrew Garfield a Spider Man? It's it's young Andrew. How old was Andrew Garfield? How many years before Amazing Spider Man was this? Uh, five. Yeah, yeah, five years. Um, uh, uh, Andrew Garfield starting off his uh, his career in the way that it's going to continue by exclusively playing American characters. It seems like yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's all he ever seems to do, really. I don't think this is too far ahead. Uh, I like I really really like the scene of uh, the Dalek and Diagoras talking, uh, mm-hmm. and they're kind of looking over the city and they're kind of talking about like the progression and endurance of the planet um and it's like earth always continues but the daleks are without their home worlds and they they're both soldiers and they talk about like survival and diagoras has the dalek mentality and like what is the cost of survival i don't know i it's rare that you see like a dalek half somewhat connect to a human being in any capacity it seems quite strange to be honest given yeah the whole racial purity thing of the Daleks, but also, <laughs> <laughs> um but also I guess the Call of Scarrow are a little bit different in that respect because they're yeah they're 
they're not just your regular run of the mill kill everything Dalek. They're like they're like they're nerds. They're little scientist nerds. That's what they are. They're, they would have been shoved in the locker by the other Daleks, and they'd be like, "Give us your money, you fucking nerd! Oh, you're gonna do a little science experiment for the emperor, are you? Oh, fucking nerd!" But yeah, what? um, they've got like a whole vague sciency lab in the basement as well. There's just like vague Bunsen burners on the go and like liquids and tubes and stuff. And it's all just <laughs> yeah. look at all this science we're doing. It's vague science. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense as well. Like that basement, right? Like mm. I, I think we've had this conversation before, but like whenever a, whenever the Daleks have to do something yeah. and like overcome a physical obstacle, normally the camera just like, it's either not included in the episode or the camera just pans to someone else. Because mm. like you can't see a Like a Dalek doesn't have a hand to move something. But then they've got pig slaves. Yeah, but they but this is this is what I was getting at, right? Because they they specifically say the pig slaves are developed from people with limited intelligence, and they become even more primitive mm. because of the pig slave conversion. So, like the pig slaves are going to fuck this up, surely. Like they're specific Bunsen burners, and I don't think the pig slave needs to know the science. I think they just need to be able to follow orders. They... So, so it's like, <laughs> so it's like <laughs> the the pig the pig slave is the body, the Dalek is the brain. Okay. Yeah. So the pig, the pig like, like slave, a puppet. Yeah, kind of. The pig slave, uh, the Dalek is like, oh, I need to make twenty-seven milligrams of, I don't know, fucking Breaking Bad meth with twenty-eight milligrams of Better Call Saul meth, and then the pig slave does that. I guess I don't know, but you know what I mean. I I know what you mean. I'm just I I would love to have seen like a deleted scene or something from this episode of just like a Dalek <laughs> just getting frustrated, like. Move your left arm up. No, and the no, no, right. your left arm. <laughs> you know, you know the scene in Vol- Guardians Volume Two where Rocket has to like explain to Baby Groot a million times, yeah. like what to go get yeah. from a drawer. Yeah, yeah. That's I was, I was thinking, you know, the scene in um, uh, the Force Awakens where Ray is like, <laughs> where, <laughs> where they're like fixing the Falcon, and Ray is like, no, no, the concrete, yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> and Finn is just picking up different tools. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> that's a, that's an underrated delivery. That is such a brilliant. It's very good. Yeah, it makes me laugh every time. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> the one I'm pointing at. <laughs> she's just wagging her finger like over and over. Yeah. It's very good. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely an odd scene. Um, but no, I just I I really liked it. Um, and is I also like the like. Is this my Dalek? Yeah, I was looking that for is my your Dalek t- voice. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I like that. Like, what comes of that scene is the Dalek. We this this plot kind of leaves the episode for a bit anyway. Uh, but we'll come. We'll circle back around to it in a minute. Mm-hmm. They're like, I I like how he just goes like, you think like a Dalek, and he's like, I'll take that as a compliment. And the Dalek's like. Come with me, then. We're going to make you a big fucking ugly half-human Dalek thing. <laughs> like, yeah. we'll reward your your competence. Yeah, well, we don't, we don't know thing. about that until the end. But then, but like, Dalek sex got a plan. Dalek sex cooking something. Like, literally, he's cooking this guy inside <laughs> of him. He's... Dalek sex is, like, pregnant, in a way, with <laughs> yeah. himself. It is weird, though, because Dalek sex opens himself up. And then he's like, behold, the real Dalek, or whatever. And then he just, mm. like swallows him in this very strange like 
Vore-esque sequence where, where Van, I was going to call him Van Staten. Um, the, doc, what's his name? Pythagoras, uh, but with a D or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, this guy, he just gets like weirdly swallowed. Like oof, something about it, which was just very unsettling. It's it's like a cocoon. That kind of imagery, isn't it? So it's not great. I don't know what it is, but it's not nice. <laughs> it didn't make me feel good. No, and the Dalek, like, I understand why it was CG, the Dalek, but like, yes. my God, in season one, it looks so much better. Like the, the, the creepy little actual creature inside of the Dalek. Well, yeah, they actually built, it was a practical creature in yeah. series one. I think this was just purely CG. And, yeah. and I get why it had to be. It had to do the whole swallow diagoras yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it didn't look great. Anyway, that is definitely jumping ahead. Um a little bit but yeah so right they go down to the the main kind of thing of the episode is diagoras comes over the daleks need more bodies so diagoras goes to hooverville and is like something's wrong in the sewers i'll give you a dollar a hey it's ryan reynolds and i'm here with keith co-star of my upcoming film if only in theaters may 17th do you want to tell people the big news all right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Day, who's going to go down the sewers and sort this job out for me? Knowing that, huh? I'll do it, says the doctor. Yeah, he puts his hand up. He's like, I'm off. And then everyone else is off as well. Um, well, Martha is off because she has no other choice. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Andrew Garfield is off because he's Andrew Garfield. And yeah. then so is Solomon. And, yeah. Um, so they, they head down. Um, I. There's, there's there's a lot of foreshadowing in this episode. I don't know if you noticed or picked up on it, or like a, not foreshadowing, maybe like a lot of side gags. Right. Um, Tallulah says most men are pigs, but not my Laszlo. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Garfield is in the sewer and is like, you could hide a whole army down here. Yeah. Like there's loads of those little moments that I I like on a rewatch. I think they're fun. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it's just funny Doctor Who thing, isn't it? It's just... Well, not funny, but, like, just... Oh, look how clever I am. So I think, you know? But, yeah. like, not really. You did an eye roll there, like, <laughs> I don't know if that communicated <laughs> no, to, the, to the audio listeners. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah. So they all go down. Uh, they all go down into the sewer. Um, I like this sequence. I like them all just kind of talking and bonding. Why? Cause, cause it's it's nice. Frank and Martha are having a chat. You get a bit more of Frank's backstory, as Nathan told us about earlier. He when he hitched his up his coat, coat, and he and he hitched a train on up from Tennessee. 
Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, where, where, you no, are with, where you are with Andrew Garfield's accent, where does it rank among his many uh, American ooh. accents that he does? Um, of the ones that I think are most well-known and I know about, I think... I think his accents go in this order. Um, Amazing Spider-Man 2. Amazing Spider-Man 2. Being the best. Okay. Uh, Tick, tick, boom. Tick, tick, boom. Um, Loses a point for singing. But I think he sings in the accent, and I think that's very clever. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying you're saying. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! No, I guess I, I, there's something about the way he speaks in Amazing Spider-Man mm. Two that's very believable. Okay, and and very American in mannerisms as well. Yeah. Um, Amazing Spider-Man Two, uh, Amazing Spider-Man One is in third place. Interesting. Um, good accent. Hadn't got the mannerisms quite down. I don't think. Interesting. And No Way Home is below this. Uh, I won't. I won't. Uh, same accent, I guess. But then I've done two separate yeah, ones. See, this is what I'm thinking. You've separated mm. the movies, but you haven't. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. No Way Home can go wherever the audience want to put it. Okay. Uh, out of five. And in fifth place is this. I think this is his worst one. And I think it's because it's a Texas accent. What about the uh, the racist um, I'm in a church and I won't fight movie? Oh, which one's that one? What does he do in that? Hacksaw Ridge. Oh, uh, that's also Texas, isn't it? Uh, well, th- this is Tennessee, Lawrence. Um, My apologies. Yeah, I-, I don't know where he's from. It's Southern. It's Southern American. That um, is the better version of this. It's going to be my way to serve. <laughs> I'm not going to hold a gun. It's going to be my way to serve. <laughs> my daddy's the uh, bad guy from The Matrix. <laughs> What's his name again? <laughs> I don't know. Mr. Agent Smith, what's his name? Hugo Weaving. Oh, Hugo Weaving. That's right. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, saw, no, not, saw... his be- not his best accent work. And it's racist. <laughs> the movie is, because it was made by a racist person. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, not not Andrew, Gar- Andrew Garfield's finest performance, but it's charming enough. And, it, and also, like, no one's American accent in this is, like, anywhere near believable apart from the actual americans Tallulah's is the best american accent yeah and that, and that's, in the that's... Air and no funny business <laughs> and i like that i like the attention to these when she gets the door banged on as well and she's like she's all sweet with laszlo and she turns around she's like i'm coming quick you're, you're yelling i'll tell you what it's hard when you do an accent work it's hard mm. to keep up the accent and yell i can't do yeah. it yeah i can't do it I, 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 when I was in high school, I did a production of Grease. Um, oh, I know, very funny. Um, but obviously, I had to do an American accent for that. And then there was a line where I was supposed to yell out um, during one of the sequences, let's hear it for the toilet paper. Um, because right, it, yeah. cause it was like decoration and like a prom or whatever. And I was supposed to yell that out. And I just could not do it because every I just sounded like a fucking pirate every time. <laughs> I still think to this day I can't do it because I'd be like, I've been talking and I'd be like, hey, yeah, you know, American. Hey, yeah, it's American. The Greece, 1950s. I'm walking here. Let's hear it for the toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't do it. <laughs> no, yeah. 
I, I, I see what you mean. Mm. And that's, she, I think hers is definitely the best of the episode. Like, yeah. it's better than the actual Americans. Yeah. Because it, cause it's, it's hammy and it's campy and it's silly. And it fits that, that era. Like, this is, that is a perfect, like, showgirl 1930 accent. Yeah. Exactly the way you'd kind of imagine it. Um, yeah, I know what you mean now. I'm starting to be more on your camp of like, where's her career now? She's like, great. She's so good in this episode, man. She's she's my standout for this episode because she's. I, I love the character. She's very funny. She's got a lot of great lines. Um, and and I like her as a person as well. I think she's very sweet and yeah. like she loves her man, and that's admirable, even yeah. if he's a pig. Yes, which he is. Yeah, he's a weird. Well, he's half a pig. Yeah, he's 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 a hands he's hot pig man. Yeah, he's still he got hot. to keep his hair. Yeah, that's that's true. He got to keep that hairline. Like that's me. more than can be said for me. Yes, both of us. Um, <laughs> it is getting thinner by the day. Um, <laughs> the doctor finds a goo. He finds a jellyfish, and I always <laughs> had a specific memory. This is what you may want to call a um, a what's that term? Um, a um oh fuck what's that the name of it um the the something effect um mandela effect yes yes thank you a, a mandela effect where i always remembered him licking it um but he doesn't so there we go so i was wrong but i think that's just because david tennant naturally just licks well the 10th doctor naturally just licks a lot of things really like he investigates things with his tongue but, you say that, and I think I have a memory of that. Maybe not from this scene, but he does lick stuff. He, he licks stuff quite a lot. Yeah, he's he's always investigating stuff with his tongue. He's always he's always like, yeah, yeah. And he doesn't lick. No, I guess he doesn't lick it. No, he doesn't. He specifically does because I was I was ready to like write down on my notes. Why the fuck would you lick that? Like I'd already written <laughs> half of it out, but. <laughs> <laughs> like no, he didn't like it. When when the scene ends, you just sadly backspace on your <laughs> yeah. notes, and you're like, I guess he doesn't lick it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I've got a note that says I feel like this era of Doctor Who is significantly more wet and slimy than other eras of Doctor Who. All right, like that seems I, like I thought... a strange thing to notice. We've all seen the recent tweets, Lawrence. Yeah, but that's that's what I'm saying, right? That right. tweet about the Ood. Did you see it? Yeah. <laughs> Literally just mentioned it, yeah. Yeah, but what I'm saying, like, it's it's true. Like, I don't know. I feel like, do you not, do you not see what I mean? It, this is gooey. This feels like I would not want to fucking touch this goo thing. I, w I wouldn't want to touch this goo thing, but there's also mm. other stuff in later seasons that I wouldn't want to touch. No, but like, I'd, maybe I'm just talking about the Ood. Maybe from the tweet. Yeah, but I don't, I, I maybe like you're talking about the one picture of the thing that you've seen, and not the other stuff which you haven't seen in ten years, Lawrence. <laughs> we'll get around to it. Wait five years, and we'll have this conversation again. <laughs> okay. But no, but it is it is wet and gooey. I think it's like it's gross. I don't know the the way it glows is like it's just interesting. It's a it good bit of like yeah. prop design. Yeah, it is. It is very good. Yeah, yeah, very yeah. interesting. It just it just looks. So so gross, and I don't want anything to do with it. Really, the, doc um, the doctor know, spends most of the episode with it after this point as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, he does actually. To be honest, yeah. Um, the pigs look phenomenal. To be fair, yeah, they look so like when they when they find that one just chilling in the corner in the sewers, and they like get up close and shine their lights on him. 
looks fucking incredible, man. Like, re- yeah. really good makeup and prosthetic work. I don't know what went into it, if it's like a mask or prosthetics or, or what, but it's really, really good. Uh, yeah, I think, and they, I think they knew it as well because they had the line in there, like, um, they had the line and they're like, what is that, like a mask? Yeah. And it's like, no, it doesn't look like a rubbery mask. Like, it looks good. Yeah, it looks um, great. I thought the cracks of it would show in the half pig makeup from Laszlo. It don't. It doesn't, though. Yeah, it doesn't at all. Laszlo looks good. He's got his... Laszlo's is obviously different because he's got, like, prosthetics and teeth and stuff and he's still, like, half a human face. But mm. it all looks good. What It does. My, my question is, and I guess it's probably because the pigs are stupid... But like, are they, are they are they not like? Is this guy one of us? What's going on here? Yeah, I think they'd probably be part confused, wouldn't yeah. they? Like if, like that that thing where like a cat has another cat scent, but it's not on the same cat or something. Like, you know, when you give like a cat a blanket and another cat's been on it, and they're like, "What the fuck's up with this?" Yeah, that kind of like weird half recognition, but also like it's not what I think it is. When you've been interacting with another dog when you've been out yeah. of the house and then you get home and your dog is like what the fuck is going on yeah. <laughs> where have you been yeah <laughs> i can smell her on you <laughs> yeah um but yeah so they get um they they go up close to that pig and some more pigs arrive yeah. um Get a, get a nice funny moment of Martha going. They're following you, and he's like, "Yep, yeah, no, I saw that." <laughs> yeah, that was that was very funny to be fair. Um, the, you talk about horror. This is a good moment of horror, I think. Yeah. The pigs just slowly emerge, and in the way they just like like stare at them as they slowly creep forwards before the inevitable uh, chase and stuff. It's it's very unsettling and creepy, but really well done. I think it is. Yeah, and like even when they're running at you and stuff, like. It's that kind of thing where like there's strength in numbers. Like yeah. they have, they have the um, the sheer amount of them is overpowering enough that you, like, even if you think you could give one of them a wallop, which which Andrew Garfield does try. Yeah, he, he does. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, and it does. I mean, I, like he, he he lives. He's fine. He's in the next scene or like the couple of scenes later. But like, yeah, it's it's quite scary. They run back up, and this is something that I don't know. I don't know if my note makes sense on it, right? Is there a reason that the sewer leads into the like a backstage dressing room of a theater? No. Is that just a thing? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't. As far as I am aware, there's not just an entrance uh, <laughs> in in most theaters down into the local sewer system. I don't <laughs> think that's the way things work uh, usually. But I don't know. I'm I'm not. <laughs> I don't know why this theater was built on top of an open sewer hatch, um, and they just kept it there for some reason. But hey, there we go. Does the doc does the doctor have to sonic it to open it? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, or maybe he does. I was gonna say because if he does, that's a bit better. But like, if it's just the sewer that like people but, can but, come and go from. Well, they do though because the pig. That's how the pig gets Laszlo earlier in the episode, though, isn't it? That's true. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> It's weird. I mean, I know why. It's because they can't they can't leave the sewer and then go to the theater because that would mean they have to be in like 1930s the street side. Yeah, yeah. And then they got to spend more money. Yeah, yeah. So it's, um, it's no, I, I I I get it. But anyway, David Tennant uh, is he? <laughs> he's in his element. He gets to fiddle with stuff. He does. He, does, like, he gets to do some vague science. Solomon finds like 
a prop radio or something. <laughs> and it's like, I found this. And then the dad is like, oh, perfect. Just what I'm looking for. I'm like, is it? Why? <laughs> Why is this just what you're looking for? You see it. You see it later on as well. He's made like some sort of contraption to scan where its origin is. He's always building weird devices. This doctor. He's always just got like a weird, glued together, just strange device that just vague does like he just scans and beeps and does stuff. It's good though. I, I like it. I like this one more than the others because this one has the inclusion of the Sonic, but like upside down. Yeah. And like sticking out, and I feel like they thought about it. Like it. it it like it looks like it's a thing that the doctor could have made and boshed together. Yeah. Versus that like ghost catcher thing that was basically just a fucking like <laughs> like a street cone or something, <laughs> whatever it was. No, he used a, it wasn't a street. He used a street cone. Were they actual cones? Were yeah, they not he things set, he got from the TARDIS? He set up some cones in like to like triangulate it, but yeah, it wasn't the actual device. Oh, okay, fine. Yeah. Um. It still looks better than his weird Ghostbuster gun thing. Yeah. Um, so no, I I like that. Um, I did put down that like there was so almost a conversation between Martha and Tallulah that wasn't about the Doctor until it was. Yeah. Like it was a nice bit, a nice moment. Um, and then then Tallulah is like brings up the Doctor and she's like, "Hey, still you've got yourself a nice guy." And Martha's like, "Nope, no, I don't." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's just another chapter in the saga of Ah, Martha's in love with the Doctor, but the Doctor only loves Rose. Or, or maybe he's gay. Um, yeah. And isn't that a funny joke for everyone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, what did she say? Like, oh, does he like musical theatre or something? Yeah, the, the, this used to make me angry, that line specifically, when I was younger. Yeah. Because I, I've always hated the stereotype that... Um, that only gay men like you musical theater um because because i enjoy musical theater <laughs> and i've and when i was younger and in the closet and i was like no because i like it and it's not just for gay men actually and then i'm like oh okay <laughs> I'm not not helping the case there am i but it's you not grow into the stereotype yeah i just want to oh. say though it is not just for for gay people it's it's great. I am coming to like more musical theatre stuff. You do like musical theatre, Lawrence. You can, I, do. I don't think you can say you're coming to it when you you just like it at this point. Because I do, yeah. <laughs> you, you go to the theatre. I do. It's true. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah. I watched I watched Heather's the other day. That was fun. I enjoyed that one. Lovely stuff. Um. But yeah. Speaking of good musical numbers. We get you to see Tallulah's. The devil in me. What a banger, mate. <laughs> that is an absolute triumph of a song. And she's, I, I tell you what, we were just talking about it with Andrew Garfield. She sings in the accent. Yeah, she does actually. Yeah. Another point to her. Yeah, it's good. It's good as well. It's a great song. You put the devil in me. Da, 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 da. I like Martha's it's... kind of like wading through it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, what was she thinking? Um, the, it's the song's first appearance in Doctor Who, but not its last. Little sizzle. Oh, okay. I won't ask you where it comes back. We will wait and see. It's not that notable, to be fair. But oh, <laughs> yeah. is it just like a background song Literally, to establish yeah. a time period? Well, not no, even it's just a background song. Oh, okay. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, meanwhile, while all of this is going on, Solomon is rallying arms at Hooverville. Oh, uh, yeah, this is... <laughs> Americans being American. Americans go to America. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it just felt very... You know? <laughs> it did a bit, but, like, I like Solomon's speech. Yeah, it's Cause, true. Because, like, he, he, he is coming off the back of, like, he's just presumably watched Frank die. Yeah, become a pig boy. Yeah, and he yeah. doesn't know that he's going to become a pig boy. He just knows that he's, like... He's not going to be here anymore. He doesn't know that he's still alive. Yeah. Um. So he's gone back. And I, I like that moment he has with the doctor where he was like, I let Frank die because I was scared. Yeah. And then he, he goes back and rallies the troops. But yeah, you're right. No one else there. Everyone else has just been minding their business, stealing bread, fighting over bread, doing whatever they do in Hooverville. Mostly bread related. Mostly bread related. Yeah. But then Solomon comes in and he's like, we got to defend ourselves. And they're like, fuck yeah, we do. Really guns. <laughs> like, yeah, boys. Yeah. And they do. They they get guns very quickly. It's America, I guess. But like they the next time we see them, they all just have they're all just armed and like Yeah. Ready to go. I've never had to like I've never been in a position where I've had to like fight physically for the stuff I own. Yeah. But like the first thing I'm selling in America if I live in Hooverville is probably my gun. <laughs> I I don't know. I think uh, not to advocate for guns here, but I think, <laughs> like, if you find yourself in a position where you become homeless and mm. are forced to move into Hooverville, a collection of tents in Central Park, maybe part of you would want uh, that for self-defense. That's true. Really. I forgot it was it's, Central Park. Yeah. It's, not, it's not a nice position to find yourself in, and there's some very not nice and very desperate and hungry people around you as well. So, like, mm. it, it kind of makes sense to me. I, again, not to advocate for guns, but, you know, <laughs> I'm just saying I can I can understand. I understand the right... Oh, Solomon does have that line, doesn't he, about, like, the when you don't have anything, you learn to protect what you do have. Yeah, exactly. You got a knife, you got a blanket, you hold it close. Yeah, it's a great... Do you know what? I've come around. I don't mind his weird Bible thing anymore. He's yeah. a good character. I like yeah. him. And he was great when he cut that baby in half that one time. Um, yeah. <laughs> what was, uh, where am I? Um, da, 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 da. Um, the Doctor, there's a good moment where Tallulah's singing on stage and then the Doctor is he's doing his science experiment up in the rafters of the theatre. Um, I like the moment where he, he learns it, Scarra, and just like the moment of realisation mm. on him. That's That's a good little moment. Uh, yeah. just just piecing like the coordinates together or something i guess and he's just trying to like work out what the planet is in his head um yeah good little bit, good bit of fun there i i wonder if his first thought was like because he knows what the daleks really look like yeah i wonder if his first thought of the weird brain thing was like oh it's just like a dead dark <laughs> what, what have i got here it would be so weird if he just suddenly went, <laughs> Yucky. I was touching the darling. <laughs> yeah, you know, like he suddenly drops in and it's like, Ugh, uh, uh. <laughs> Yeah, that would be very weird and out of character, um, to be honest. It, it would. No, I, I, you're right. I do like, because you see his like eyes widen in fear before he just sprints off camera. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, which is good. And then when he goes down into the sewer with Tallulah after Muff's been taken... Um, I, I do like when he sees the Dalek, he's got that moment where it's like, oh, they they always survive. When I lose everything, they always mm. survive. And you get a bit of that that anger and hatred from him, which is good. Yeah. Yeah, you see a bit of the kind of the vitriol of it all. Like, he snaps at Tallulah at that point yeah. as well. 
Yeah. Yeah, when she's like, you're joking. And he's like, do I look like I'm joking? <laughs> <laughs> Lil, here's something. And we can have a little bit of a, uh, a debate on, well, maybe, maybe not. Should Martha recognize the Daleks? Uh, see, my thing with this is like, uh, it's tough, isn't it? Like, no, I think she should recognize them. <laughs> I think it was very clear that the Daleks at the end of series two were in the sky and swarming all over at least London where yeah. Martha was. And even if she didn't see them, surely they would have been news footage or something of them. Yeah, but at the same time, I raise you. That's just never the case, is it? <laughs> like... But she knew of what happened. She knew what of the event. Look, I don't like the hand we've been dealt. I'm just saying what it is. <laughs> I think she should recognize him. Yeah, she should. She should. But, she but like, yeah, she doesn't. And that's. I don't know. I got the sense that like she recognizes them to the extent that the doctor has told her about them because when they say Dalek, she's like Dalek. Well, yeah, she she knows because he told her about the time war, so she mm. she'd know of the Daleks from that, but she doesn't know them from visual looking at them. <laughs> being the direct cause yeah. of her cousin's death. Yeah, exactly. Well, that was the doctor, but you know, <laughs> it was a, oh no, it's the Cybermen to be fair, wasn't it as well? It was the doctor. Uh, <laughs> we killed her. Pulled her goo out. He's like, I need to get more goo. Yeah. <laughs> Where can I find more goo? He loves goo. He does. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Fair. Yeah. yeah. Point taken. She should know about him. Very funny line when the Daleks are scanning uh, everyone for intelligence uh, to see if they become a pig slave or a a, um, a Dalek soldier or whatever. Um, and they. And then Laszlo is giving Tallulah a bit of context. Or he's just giving them all a bit of context about it, telling them what happened. She's like, you're the smartest guy I ever dated. Which is just very funny because it means like she's just been dating some absolute fucking, <laughs> just some rocket <laughs> blokes. <laughs> you kind of like, you kind of see that thing as well. Like, it's a, that's a sad thing to admit, isn't it? Like, he's standing there half converted into a pig and he's like, the ones that aren't smart are pigs. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, yeah. Good line from her. Um, I also think there's a so that they they join the the Daleks go past them, and the Doctor's grand plan. Um, Laszlo says to Tallulah, "Get the fuck out of here." Yeah. Uh, so she she goes off to be in the next. He does episode. it a bit nicer than that, to be fair. Yeah, he's not like go the fuck away. <laughs> yeah, he's like, go get <laughs> safe, and then. Um, but then the Doctor and um, I like it when the Doctor's up to something like this. I like he's it up when to he's shenanigans. like. Yeah, and he's like he like sneaks into the line. He's like, "Those dumb pigs won't know I'm here." <laughs> Laszlo, all the meanwhile, is like, "Yeah, okay, thanks." <laughs> well, he doesn't say that. He doesn't. He doesn't look directly at Laszlo and go, "You're dumb," and all these pigs are dumb as well. And I'm gonna sneak in because I can because you're dumb. Keep up, keep up, <laughs> yeah, little yeah, yeah. dumb pig. He doesn't do that, does he? No, but I'm just talking about the implications of it all. Right? <laughs> well, he's, that Lazo's too dumb to figure that out anyway. He's just no, no, come on. <laughs> he's socially smart. <laughs> yeah, he is. He is. He's got street smarts. Um, yeah, you, yeah. They just get in line. Bit of fun. Yeah, they they get in line. The doctor's sneaking. He sends to Martha like he's like feeding Martha things to say because he's like, if I say it, they're gonna clock me. Like they. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, he lets he's Andrew... not small David Tennant, is he? <laughs> he lets Andrew Garfield kiss him. Or he says that he can kiss him. That little grin on Frank's face. Okay. Frank wants to kiss him. Frank definitely wants to kiss him. Yeah, we look, we all want to kiss him. All right, let's yeah. just let's just lay our cards on the table, okay? <laughs> Given the opportunity, we would all kiss him, okay? It's true, yeah. But yeah, but yeah, Frank, Frank won't say no. Especially, I mean, like he's ha- he's still handsome now, but like this is his prime. This is peak David Tennant era. Yeah, it's true. I'd definitely give him a kiss. Um, I yeah, so I like that. Yeah, they they get in there, Martha. Basically, the the point of this scene is to reveal the grand plan. What is Sek got cooking? <laughs> I literally have a note that just says, "What is he cooking?" Because this is the point where he's just like, he's like shaking. There's steam coming <laughs> from him and everything, and he's he looks like he's having a right nightmare of a time. Basically, <laughs> he does. He's like convulsing, <laughs> like you know, you know, like in movies when you see like when when Hollywood movies do homeless people and it, they're yes. all just gathered around a bin on fire. <laughs> yes, yes, that's Dalek Sek in this. Yeah, he doesn't look his best at all. He is <laughs> he is fully cooking up a storm uh, inside he, of him. I don't I don't agree with what he's up to, but like he's the only one that's sticking to the mission here, isn't he? He's the only one that's like we gotta change something, boys. There's a there's a bit of disagreements between the cult of Scaro. Some of them are like, um, we're, we're the Daleks, you know, we need to remain pure. We we got to be Daleks and stuff. And and Dalek Sek is like, no, boys, we're the cult of Scaro. We, we're, you know, we, we're designed to imagine and be creative and to be our little science nerds and to come up with new imaginative ways to destroy everyone, which I guess is to make a human Dalek. Yeah. Um, I don't think that this is an evolution in any way of shape or form. Like it's an it's it's an evolution. It's it it's a change. Yeah, but it's a change. I think it's a step backwards. (laughs) Uh, Like yeah, Dalek Sek is bulletproof, and he wants to become a man in a suit. Firstly, any man in a suit is outmatched because they're uncomfortable. All right, but I would (laughs) I would argue that. If you take Dalek Sec, Dalek Sec's true form of a little uh, little squid or whatever, <laughs> and then yeah. you put him into this, which one is the evolved superior version? Would you say? Oh yeah, human Dalek could step on. Dalek and then Sek what normally. if you then created a new sort of battle suit tank for this guy or whatever? Dalek Mechs. Dalek Mechs. <laughs> yeah. Imagine like it. in the Matrix. They could just have like Iron Man like Daleks or some <laughs> shit. <laughs> like... Yeah. So, All right. Yeah. Fair, fair point. Fair so point. They'll maybe. come up with a new casing later. Yeah, exactly. This is just step one. They're not, they're not getting there right out of the gate. This is the first step in the process. <laughs> Dalek Sek is wearing Diagoras' suit and he's like, what do we reckon, boys? The finished article. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just like I love the idea that like, like yeah, they'll find a casing, but he's like, I don't know. I think I cut a, a fine figure in this suit. What do you boys? What do you boys reckon? No, I mean uh, the Dalekaniums out, boys. If I'm being honest, I think <laughs> Dalek Jast is in like a fucking uh, uh, hoodie or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's missing his fucking his skirt or whatever's going on. He's all ripped off him. Yeah, yeah. they've made sacrifices. They haven't. Yeah, they just lost a bit of metal. Yeah, they lost Dalek Anium. Yeah, um, I tell you what, I've always enjoyed. Um, I've always enjoyed. Um, Dalek Sec isn't the only one that's cooking. Murray Gold is as well. 
Um, <laughs> I've got a note that says that, yeah. <laughs> I've always enjoyed the the human Dalek theme because I think this is... No, it's not the first time we've had um, uh, vocals on, on Doctor Who, but the vocals... I'd love this operatic vocals we get because it's just, <laughs> it is a human Dalek. It <laughs> is a human Dalek. <laughs> <laughs> it's, so it's brilliant it's great man they're just saying it is a human dalek but in that weird operatic voice and it's great no it's good i like it it's funny it's silly <sighs> it's absurd but it's actually a banger as well like i can't tell you the amount of times as a kid i was running around being like it is a human dalek. yeah <laughs> i had it with my action figures and all sorts um what do you think of the look of the human Dalek, the design of it? Uh, yeah, looks good. Looks good. Yeah, it's a well, it's a, it's just a kind of suit with a little mask on, really. He even put his gloves on earlier in the episode, so he didn't have to have Dalek hands. Um, <laughs> it's convenient, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Um, but but no, I think it looks good. It it looks strange. I I tell you what, I do like about it. I like the way he talks because mm. he still talks in that broken dalek manner like he doesn't need to but just out of habit i guess it's like i am dalek sick like, yeah it's it's good it's interesting his his performance uh, this is this was mm. the reason they cast him they were like look we're gonna have to get through a bit of diagoras cheesy silliness yeah and then when he got to the like he 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 does this very well i think that actor yeah um and again appropriately wet slimy and apparently people don't like this design because it's like six dicks coming out of his head, basically. <laughs> oh, really? There is a bit of that, but oh. I think it looks great. Yeah, I guess it is quite phallic. I don't know if you yeah. about it. And they all move around like, of their wiggling. own accord. Yeah. yeah. They are all wiggling about. It's just good. I think, I think it's a great design. Uh, yeah, I think so too. I like it. It's interesting. It is. And yeah. we will... They're off to... Take over the world or do whatever it is that Daleks do. So well, we don't know. We'll, we'll find out. We'll see what the what the big plan is. That's kind of the um, the uh, the cliffhanger for this week, which of course means it is time to delve into Weirdo of the Week. Got a white boy on my roster. He be feeding me lobster and pasta. Hello, this is everyone's favorite segment of the show where we take a moment to look back on some of the weird and wonderful and grubby little characters that come across our screens each and every week. Lawrence, you know where we're at by now. Who is your weirdo for this week? My weirdo is Mr. Diagoras himself, pre-Dalek Sec merge. Interesting. Um, I am a big fan of how, like, his entire thing is about, like, running the city. Yes. Like a mob boss. Uh, like a mob boss. Yeah, very much so. Um, and, like, step one in his master plan, I guess, is, like, come back from the war. Step yes. two is build the Empire State Building. Yes. Step three is, like, help aliens take over the world. I don't know if that was always step three, but yes. Yeah, but it doesn't... You don't get the impression he's been forced into this. No, he seems like, quite he willing. Yeah, he doesn't fear them... He's very much just there to be like, yeah, these are the masters. And yeah. I guess he's like doing that thing where like powerful people cling to powerful people. Yes. 
for like to to have more of a widespread influence but like they're always gonna be there is no scenario you come out on top of this arrangement <laughs> like yeah, they no. tell you outwardly multiple times humans suck <laughs> yeah yeah and he's still just like i'm gonna run this city no matter what it takes i'm like no you're not <laughs> you're actively working against that goal yeah it basically. reminds it reminds me of like when um when you wasn't here but me and Catherine was talking about like uh in the runaway bride like what what's lance's end game because yeah. like you know like lance he wants to fuck this big spider i guess um but then they, he's gonna like let the spiders eat all the humans and like but like sure you gotta figure out this is not gonna end well for you mate <laughs> like yeah best case scenario you're alone with bear spiders yeah and that sounds gross okay yeah. <laughs> but anyway Oh, there we go. So yours is um, Mr. Pythagoras or whatever. Ind indeed. Um, and who who might yours be? Well, I did kind of wave you off earlier when you started talking about this moment. Um, okay. I went, Lawrence, shut up. I'll talk about this later. Save this gold. Yes. Us. And that was indeed uh, the moment where Frank um, just grabs a pipe and starts to fight off the pigs. <laughs> Because like, like I think he, I feel like he had ample time to get up that ladder. Yeah. Like those pigs were quite a bit away. They were I don't even think they was in a shot at, at first. Um, and then he just kind of like stood around and waited for them to catch up. And then he started fighting them off. And um, look, it's it's admirable that he was willing to protect uh, his friends like that. But just get yourself out of there, mate. Just like go and go and live. Yeah, just just get up the ladder. It seemed like. Just a bit of a pointless sacrifice. My note, my note that you waved me off earlier was that it reminded me of the moment where like Andrew Garfield waits for the pigs to come in. It's like a video game where like a, a second wave of enemies wait for you to handle the first guys. <laughs> yeah, it kind of does. <laughs> they just kind of stand there. They're like, "It'll be my go in a minute." <laughs> yes, indeed, indeed. Um, and then before we wrap up, I just want to say as well again, uh, just on Twitter, I tweeted out. Um, if you have some thoughts, let us know. And then uh, Nathan, not me. This is not me, but it is someone called Nathan uh, at Nathorpe oh. on Twitter. Thank you very much. Um, he says, my highlight is that the accompanying Doctor Who Confidential episode that aired alongside was called Sex with a C, like sec, like Dalek Sex, Sex okay. in the City, which 17-year-old <laughs> me thought was the height of comedy. Look, there wasn't a lot going on in 2007. All right. But that's good. No. That's good stuff. That, that You're forgiven, good. man. 26 year old me thinks that's the height of comedy. <laughs> Sex in the city. That is good, to be fair. That's that very is very good. good. Yeah. I like that a lot. <laughs> yeah. Sex in the city. That's so good. What the yes. fuck? Um, so, so, yeah, there you go. You can always uh, tweet at us at Still Got Legs Pod if you want to give your thoughts uh, on the next episode. I've also set up an email now as well. So, at any time, you don't have to wait for a tweet, which I forget about most of the time, to be honest. Um, so, if you do have any thoughts on the next episode, you can now email us uh, at Still Got Legs Podcast at gmail.com. Um, we'll be happy to uh, read out any thoughts, feelings, reactions, controversies and um something else that's funny on the show <laughs> very good good way to close that one out yes um and also while you're at it uh, and while you're emailing you're already on your computer or your phone so you may as well head over to your podcast platform of choice um where you where you're catching this episode 
uh, and give us a little five-star review and share it with your mates. Uh, maybe there are other people that you know that watch Doctor Who are watching Doctor Who to to kind of start their 60th uh, anniversary and onwards adventure with the rest of us Whovians. Uh, tell them about the show. We're having a good time discussing all things Docky Who, so they can join us and you can too. Um, also, you can give us a little follow on Twitter. We are on Twitter at Still Got Legs Pod, uh, and that will be a good time. Why don't you come along and chat with us there about Doctor Who? You'll have to start the conversation though, because we don't really tweet on it. <laughs> so <laughs> you start the conversation, and we'll be there on the other end. And also, finally, we have another podcast, don't we, Nathan? No. Oh, fair enough. No, we do. It's called Another Happy Pod. Uh, it comes out every Friday at 10 a.m. It's where we take a look at some uh, thing going on in the world of pop culture. Our most recent episode. Uh, what was our most recent episode? When does this come out? This comes out on Monday. Uh, is, was it the last one we did? Yeah, it, it was... Um, what did we just talk about? Guardians 3. Guardians 3. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Um, that is uh, out now. Later this week, uh, this coming Friday... Uh, we are doing How to Train Your Dragon. So uh, come along, join us for the fun. It'll be a good time. It will be a good time. You can find that, uh, again, uh, another happy pod in all your podcasts. Um, another happy pod on Twitter. We're about, just find us. Yeah, we're around. Come and chat. <laughs> That's thanks for listening. For, yes, thanks for listening. That's it for this week. We will see you next uh, time. Until then, stay Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs>infant formula companies use organic grass-fed whole milk instead of skim why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing we wondered the same thing so we made byheart a better formula for formula learn more at byheart.com Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.